All right, guys. Hi, welcome to our 24th episode of El Valle Bajo podcast. Uh, with us today, as always, is Pablo Barrera. How are you doing, Pablo? I'm doing good. Yourself? Good, good. Thank you. And we have a very special guest, homegrown, uh, very vocal constituent, Sal Chen. Are you there? Chagoya. Chagoya. Oh, man, it's a hard name. No, Chagoya. Chagoya. <laughs> See what happens? So, welcome. Yeah, this guy's not Mexican. We've been trying to get you here. Uh, we, we, uh, Sal is one of our, 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 one of the people we talk to, uh, uh, really reaches out and talks to us about the podcast. Very, um, citizen who is very informed. So, thank you, Sal, for joining us. Uh, we are, in the thick of things, we will have a new mayor, a new at large, and uh, maybe a new district four representative here in the city of Socorro. And and Sal and Pablo and I will talk about that right now, along with some other topics. See what you get to. Um, we have first we got mayor, we got Chuy Hernandez against Ivy Avalos. For the mayorship, uh, and so Sal, tell us. You know, you've been here for Socorro all your life. Me and Pablo always say we got adopted, and uh, we're here wanting the best for Socorro. What do you think? Who do we vote for? Who should the people look for? What's going to happen? So I think at the moment that we're looking at. Uh, this uh, mayor race, uh, it's it's like other previous podcasts that, that you guys have presented to us. You know, it's it's the best of the two two evils. Yeah. Like which one, which one are you going to select? And to be honest with you, you can go wrong with either one because we don't know much of, of them. Uh, I just found out that Mr. Chuy Hernandez. Uh, used to be uh, in city council uh, before, and Miss Avalos. This is a you know when when I saw the signs being posted out there in the community, that's the first time I've ever heard of her. I did get some flyers uh, to my house in regard to Miss Avalos, but that's pretty much all I know of her. I've never seen her out in the public eye. I've never seen her you know in in city hall meetings. So it's really difficult to really uh, advocate or, or point at somebody uh, for us to, to uh, elect uh, the mayor. I was really, really excited that uh, um, was, was, was trying to run uh, again for mayor, but uh, he didn't make it. And uh, I, I recall the days of Mayor Ruiz and, and Socorro is actually heading into a very uh, good direction and we started seeing a lot of projects uh, occurring, but we'll see. I mean, this is just going to be, I mean, I will just get and flip it and let's see who gets the heads and who gets the tails and let's see what we get. But this is what we're looking at for the next four years. Good luck, Socorro. That's what you got to say. That, that's to mess it up soon enough. Exactly. Yeah. And and me and Pablo have actually talked about, and I don't know if you voted already, Pablo, but undervoting. 
you know, and it comes out in the statistics where you undervote, where you go in there and you get a you get a, a ballot and you don't mark anybody, you just submit and it's called an undervote. You know, those are things that, that you, people think about because what else can we do? What else can we do here in Socorro? What else can we help people with if, if they're voting for their tia, tío, padre, compadre, uh, you know, el amigo del primo, you know, and, and grandpa of, and, you know, and when and that happens, then, then Socorro, then we fall back to what we used to be and, and not what we want to be. That's that's a that's the part that, like I've always said, you know. Sometimes things we don't when people try to tell us something, yeah. Sometimes we get uh, guided into the wrong path, but sometimes we're too stubborn and it's like, no, no, I, I need to learn the hard way. And I'll admit, sometimes I I've been the same way. I need to learn the hard way, or I I need to see it for myself, do it myself, really, to truly experience whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. And unfortunately, I guess this is probably one of those cases where, you know, they, they probably think they're, at least from our perception, our, and in the pine that we've given is, is exactly that, is we don't feel that this is going to be headed in the right direction. We feel like we're headed backwards. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it really, it's really heartbreaking because, you know, uh, Mr. South did say, you know, with Reese was in there, we interviewed Reese, uh, we interviewed uh, Risa a, a couple of times and, and he, very intelligent, very knows what's going on. Also lifelong Socorian. And those, it makes it difficult. It makes it difficult for us in Socorro that that uh, have somebody like South, somebody like Pablo that you reach out to. Y como la ves? What do you think? You know, those are things that makes it really, really hard. And, and, and second, we go to the at-large. We got, uh, don't call me Sergeant, but Mr. Montelongo versus Ruben Reyes. And Ruben Reyes was here last week, okay? Ruben Reyes was here last week, and he said, I am not installing any, uh, any, um, nobody, Ms. Lorenzo Friday, I'm not installing, she's not qualified, da, 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 da. And hey, he sounded really good. Did you, did you hear that, Mr. Sal? Yes, so I heard the, the interview that you guys had with him. <clears throat> and, uh, and I think uh, Mr. Reyes, is, he's kind of like your typical uh, Orion that has been here, has seen the challenges, has seen, you know, the surroundings. So, you know, it was very enlightening to hear his interview that, that, uh, that he had in the podcast because I think he shares the same sentiment of any regular resident here in Zocoro. And actually, the, his story resonated a lot with me because that's how I got involved. That's how I got involved in, in you know, the politics side of it because, you know, I'm over here paying, you know, pretty good taxes and, uh, and I wasn't seeing any development occurring other than the new communities that are coming in. And uh, so, so I share a lot of his experiences what I went through, especially bouncing around. When you go to the hall and, you know, they tell you one thing and they send you public works and then public works sends you to another place and, 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 and it's just a bounce around. So I understand why, why uh, he's getting involved. The only thing is that... <laughs> I think he lacks that experience. And for being at a, a position at large, 
Um, it's going to be really hard to fill those shoes of, of René Rodriguez because that guy was a beast. René has had it going so far into the right direction. And unfortunately, he's not, he's going to be leaving us because um, he was elected as the, you know, for a runoff. But, you know, and then with um, um, Sergeant Montelongo, Mr. Montelongo, actually, um, you know, I, the little that about him is, you know, being involved in community. I believe he's over there in District 4. Uh, he's, he's um, you know, he, he talks about the Veterans Museum. Uh, there's been some controversy over that. Uh, he does the Crime Watch, I, I believe, in his uh, community as well, too. So, I mean, he's involved. Uh, just because you're involved in that category doesn't mean that you know what you're going to be doing at large. So um, the mayor uh, position, I mean, in a way, you know, it's kind of scary, but to have a vote right. and, and council. So it's more of a kind of leading the agenda and having some sort of voter. So that's why I'm not too scared, but at, the, at large, because you're representing every single district in Socorro, then that's a different talking head right there. And true. I believe that, again, get your coin, get your quarter and flip it and let's see what it lands because I believe that both candidates are inexperienced in that way. Right. And, and you know, um, Pablo had an interesting uh, question last week. And I think I want to elaborate it because he did tell, he asked uh, Mr. Um, Ruben Reyes was like, well, now you come out. Was, can you can you tell me about that, Pablo? Last week, what was that question you asked? All right. So, it, I mean, it was just, and I know he, he came out and he's like, well, we've been talking. And, I, and my thing is, that's fine. That's fine that you and him had conversations, but the opportunity, he's like, oh, I already know it's going one way. Right. Well, do you, the, op the opportunity, and that's why I said, Tony Gonzalez still came on the show, even though maybe they, they he said it, they diverged him from coming on, but he still came on. And guess what? He changed the views of a lot of people, people that were hearing it, people yes. on the show. You know what I mean? It's like, if that that opportunity was there, it's like, why now? Is it because you're in the runoff and it's like, no, let me see where I can capture some more votes, where I can capture more people? That was my take behind it. I... I wasn't buying it, to be quite frank. Why? And I and I resonate with him because I hear similar stories, just like Southhead. But when I put the truth of it, like the opportunity was there. You emailed several people, mm -hmm. or you emailed everybody once or at least twice. I did the same thing. So no, they, they didn't respond, and. I mean, what can you say? He could have responded. If you would have sent me an email and said, hey, you know what? I don't want to get on because X, Y, Z. Okay. Right. Acknowledge that. But the opportunity was there. And he turned around and said, oh, it's because you. No, it's because nothing. You had the opportunity to come on and give your piece. And maybe we could have actually ended up. Maybe we wouldn't. I don't know. But he never gave us the opportunity to we gave him the opportunity to give the platform at that time but he never gave us the opportunity to to make a, an opinion him 
by knowing him. So it's like we made an opinion based on not really getting him. He chose none. That, and that, that, that was not on our court. It's his court. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it. And we talked a lot about it. And it's true, you know, we want to make sure that not because we're convenient, but because you want to contact the people of Socorro. You know, we have our, our 16 listeners and one of them is out today and counting me and Pablo probably listen to our own podcast. And, and those are things <laughs> <laughs> and those are things that, hey, you know what? You know, we're, we're here. We're, we invite everybody. You know what? We're treating everybody fair. We ask those questions because, hey, those are hard questions. And, and the thing is, if you think our questions are hard, you know, get ready for for when they make up crazy, crazy, uh, crazy, uh, you know, allegations against you at Socorro City Council because it's coming. They always are there. You know, me and Pablo talk about and I'll, and sell, I'll tell them, hey, it was left on the windshield. It was anonymous. It was anonymous email, you know, and we'll talk about that later. But the Socorro politics will make you grow in it like that. They will make you grow like that because of core politics. And there's a lot of people in the background that 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 uh, that come in, you know. So it is crazy. It is one of those things that that we uh, you know we 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 see. Uh, joining is uh, Mr. Rodriguez as well. Excellent. We can talk. Well, he'll be very for the best topic. Now, moving on to our next topic would be uh, District Four, Mr. Sal. Okay, and and thank you for ne- not making me call you sergeant. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we have Miss Colombia Lobo going for her second uh, turn oh, versus Mr. Wareka. Okay, now Mr. Wareka was found to not be uh, paying his taxes. Okay. What happens now? Ineligible. Yeah, he's ineligible. What kind of shenanigans are we pulling in Socorro? And you know what? To Miss Colon, hats off. She found this information. She did it. Great. Where do we go from here? What happens now when, what if Mr. Wareka wins? What happens now? What happens now? Well, it's kind of interesting because I don't know if you guys are following the one forum, uh, El Paso. Yes. The district attorney, I believe. You know how they she passed away and oh, yes. she gets enough votes that Sanso could appoint some, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe Rene could shed some light on, on, on this. But, I mean, there's two possibilities. That could happen here or Miss Colon just wins upright just because there's no... There's no uh, uh, any challenger at this point because he's, you know, obviously he's disqualified for that reason. But, uh, hey, my kudos. I mean, I've seen Miss uh, Villalobos out there. Yeah. And, you know, she yeah. went from being morenita to really morenita <laughs> now. That's it because she's been out there in the sun and. And, you know, Moon Road is, is a road that I commute a lot. So I see all these political people out there, you know, uh, in the cold. And, and 
I got to give my props to Miss Colon. I mean, I had a, a quick conversation out there. She gave me her flyer and 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 she catering for certain people to to uh, to run for office. I mean, she's done her homework. That's that's basically what I could say. And I can't put a mark on that. Right. But I think uh, we'll we'll just we'll just see what happens in this in this seat. Right. Pablo. Um I don't know, man. I, I, you know, why don't you pay your tax? I mean, maybe, was he really that much in a show that he could? And, and I'm being honest, he was, was in a tight spot and he couldn't pay his taxes. And a sad part that these Chuy Hernandez, Mr. Sergeant Montelo, should have obviously educated him. And if they were true, in my, this is my opinion, if they were true friends, they would have been, hey, bro. You need to pay your taxes. And they would have got all their ducks in a row, helped them out. Maybe they would have even pitched in for him to help him pay his taxes so that he could run for office. So now all that time, all that money that they invested or people that might have even invested, it's like that went out the door because they didn't do their due diligence to ensure that he was going to be able to run properly. You know, and I and I think some somebody did hairstylist, which I found. I mean, I was like, okay, I guess I don't know, right. but no, they actually educated him. To, he's actually a barber, Ooh. and I so there is a difference even in the license. I'm told that there's a difference between a hairstylist and an actual barber, but I mean that's besides the point. But I don't. I mean, it's just come on, man. Like you, you, you know, you want to run for an office. You got, you got to have your tail in, keep it clean, and make sure you don't have anything lingering behind you. Right. Before you go run. Yeah. Well. I don't. I don't know. Maybe to me, I just felt that that would be kind of a common sense no, thing. And, but and you're right. I don't you know. know. If we didn't pay our taxes, we'd be out of our home. You know what I'm saying? Here in our area. Yep. So I don't know, Mr. Rodriguez. How are you doing, sir? Good. <laughs> okay, Mr. Rodriguez. So, um, Mr. Short, Mr. Wadeka is not is he eligible? Not eligible? What's going to happen? Not eligible. Uh, not eligible. City charter. The city charter states planning so that if you owe money at the time that you're uh, um, uh, running for office, you're ineligible for two years. So therefore, he's not eligible to run. So he has to catch up on his on his taxes, even if he paid them um, already, and he happens to win, he's uneligible because the the charter state and it's mandatory. So I have a you question. Know? On that, mm -hmm. does it have to be? Does he have to pay his taxes before he puts in the application, mm -hmm. or even he submits his application, he still pays taxes within I don't know seven days, fourteen days, or it has to be paid before he puts in the application? Then? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, anybody listening that they're thinking about running, make sure you pay your taxes before you put that application. You know, in. No, no, if you anything, uh, if I, I believe um, uh, the charter is 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 
it states that if you owe the city, so that means that if you if you have an outstanding parking ticket, I think if you have a um, if uh, code enforcement comes out and they ticket you, um, and you owe that fine, um, that means you're ineligible. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to pay your dues before you apply. Andeles. So that kind of makes sense then, because if he has, I think he has a business and he's a bar, has a barbershop. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that might be the case. There were some some fines or some penalties he had to pay for his business. And maybe that's where he's not. But a lot of people here too already have their houses paid and they, you know, now it's just they got to worry about property taxes. That's in their houses yeah. right straight out paid off already too. So, well, Sepal Burro, he was the one that told me that I wanted his position, but I don't live in District 4. I lived in District 2. You know, and, and, and just to elaborate, I mean, you know, we can't really knock these people, anybody, anybody. And I don't mean to say these people, but I mean any person that wants to run for the, um, I think that uh, COVID-19 set everybody back. Mm-hmm. I know I lost somewhere between uh, 45 to 7% of my revenue, my gross revenue. So I didn't make what I made last year, you know? So it, it does hurt. So maybe, maybe that's what happened. You know, it's, it's at no fault of his, but uh, you know, uh, life happens. And I think that we have to do our due diligence and save up cash in case happen. I guess he, he wasn't prepared and, and I guess that's why he got he got late. I'm not making no excuses. Just saying, well, maybe that's what happened, and and maybe that's why. But he's eligible, right? As far as um, if he wins, well, he's not eligible, so he won't be able to take office. Wow. So how would that happen then? If he's not eligible, if he he quote unquote wins. What would be the scenario after that? Another election. No, I, I believe no, I believe that um, that be okay. Um, the difference between here and what happened the which um, we gotta understand that is it even though it's in El Paso, people need to be aware that there's difference between El Paso and County. Those are those are underneath the county. Um, so, um, they have different rules. Everybody has different rules. So I, I, that, uh, county rules are different. Um, they can, they can elect somebody for the pin until a runoff or another election. Uh, we don't have that. We should be thinking about doing stuff like that. Um, in the, I remember back in 2014, um, I, I ran with uh, Jesus Reese and um, and um, Chito Bolin. He put away while in in um, in council, and we had to do one, but it was vacant. I think that the city should. This is something that the city should consider, and and trying to um, put something in the charter. Or, or even an ordinance to allow the, the uh, it's got to go through charter, not through an ordinance, because it's in the ordinance. Um, but I think that we, we they should touch upon that so that they can be able to vote somebody in 
as a placeholder until it is filled. Yeah. And didn't we just pass that for during this election? Didn't we just pass that if somebody's not in office, it can be appointed? No, no. Um, we were looking at, we only did half of the charter. Um, and basically what we charged were just changing the names, uh, changing words, um, like uh, he or she instead of a person um, so that it, it'll reflect more current. But other than that, no, we didn't, but we should we should be touching that. I think he froze. Okay. So, yeah, it's one of no, those things. We're still going on. Okay. So, uh, that's what's happening in the elections here in Socorro. District 4, if Ms. Colon wins, she wins. If uh, Mr. Wareka wins, the seat, the, uh, seat will be vacant until we have another election. Another thing that I uh, want to make a correction from last week was that each election costs the city $27,000, okay? So right now, the city has spent $54,000 in these past two elections. Now, if they have to have another one, uh, 27 times three, somebody help me out. We're looking at- One, six, seventy-three. $83,000. $83,000. That's what we're Drop. spending on elections for us for a city that has a city budget of what, Renee? Nine to $12 million? Ten. Ten. Ten million. And, and that makes it very hard. That's a big chunk. Uh, we don't, you know, we want nice things, but uh, we, we sometimes have to go with everything else and it makes it very, very hard. Now, um, Moving now to our to the to the current city council, and that's why Mr. Rodriguez is here. We're pretty much a lame duck, but uh, they had a special meeting yesterday. Uh, I didn't hear Sal there, so we must have not known. And I didn't even hear it till this afternoon. I was like, "Wait a minute, we're having meetings like crazy now." But the meeting was called to to bring an item. Uh, against the city manager or for the city manager, can you can you elaborate, Rene? Yes, uh, last uh, last uh, meeting on Thursday, um, we had a meeting on day. We were just all of these items, you know, just to take care of city business. And there is an item if you look at the agendas. All the agendas have three things underneath the attorney, and one of them is Gus, and it's it's it's. It's always, it's redundant, it's always there just to, in case something happened that needs immediate attention, that we're covered by law, that we can discuss that issue. But we discussed sitter, like the mayor wanted to bring, she wanted to bring it up without nobody knowing, without anybody's input. Um, she wanted to disguise it in the middle of the night per se, and then it into where the discussion in action and uh, to discuss uh, personnel uh, matters. It is vague. Um, it doesn't allow for the constituents to see what we're uh, doing. 
uh, about transparency. So that wasn't transparent at all. This is something that she just wanted to bring up and, and tackle it inside. Uh, when we try to discuss this, Ms. Um, Rolate, the city manager, uh, said, I don't want it in be discussed in, in the executive. I want it out in the public. Uh, something reiterated the same thing is that you didn't give sufficient time uh, man up and bring it in in an agenda with me and uh, and we'll discuss it and that's what yesterday was the special uh, council for that in short uh, there was uh, three things that um, that were an issue one was that the city manager was uh, unlawful um, working without no contract and uh, was uh, was uh, giving contracts and, and, and doing the everyday operations of the city. Second, that she uh, basically did not recuse herself from paying one or eight. And then thirdly is that she's hiring friends. So in the merits, of course, is something that you you have to address because it's but it's funny and and it's and the, it was it was a back and forth where was on thursday's um uh, council meeting and uh she didn't like what she she saw in the in the uh, investigation you know she broke three rules and um this is one form of retaliation so that when the new council come in, she can give them ammunition through so that they can uh, uh, not renew her contract. That's what it was. Uh, one, uh, you know, like you, Mr. Garcia, you know that the only ones that vote, the ones that have to recuse themselves is we in council, the voters, um, um, have property. Uh, one, um, she has nobody there. Um, second, doesn't uh, hire her friends. It's a panel of five people, uh, four sometimes, and uh, it's it's in a score system. So even uh, if he scores them high, the other uh, four panelists might you know disagree. So therefore, you know it, it, it's it's out of content. No no uh, merits whatsoever and um the contract you no know, we were looking out for a city manager um back in 2000 and what is it uh, 14 15 and she went um without uh, a contract for she was an interim for maybe six to eight months uh give and take a month here or there and she and nobody made a big stick about it. Uh, if and I also addressed the mayor and I said, you know, if you wanted to address this, you should have addressed this nine months ago. You now you have a concern when you didn't show up to try to uh give and renew her contract. If you didn't like it, then you should have just man up and also and say, I don't like it. And that was it, you know, it's uh, it was just something that's just, just retaliation and and nothing to. And had him to come and bring it and and do an investigation on her. Right, and and the one thing that 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 uh, me and Pablo always talk about is something like uh, the anonymous letter and and the anonymous email. You know, it says, I mean, it, it and that was something that that caught my eye. Uh, did you hear, uh, Sal? Let me ask you. You so you saw the meeting. You heard about the anonymous email. This this is what always happens. 
And going back to Miss Colombia Lobos, she wasn't there um, to vote on this, but it, 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 I don't know if you heard it. Did you hear how Miss uh, Miss Colon got sent? They talked about it, but they sent it to the lawyer. You know, what do you make of that as, as a constituent here in Socorro, where again, we're going through these shenanigans and there's the word again, shenanigans. And, and we're, we're seeing where it's a, it's a anonymous email, but it goes through certain people, you know? And, and Sal, I wanted to ask you, where do we go from here? How do we, how do we react to this? And do we just roll our eyes and, and go on, go on our business and, and take it as normal? Yeah, so these uh, type of meetings are the type of meetings that uh, give us a black eye. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got, you know, uh, I, I told one time to Mr. Duran, the last time I have ever spoken to him. And the reason, uh, the thing that I Duran was that you run this for personal gains. I said, here in Socorro. And he, he laughed my face. He laughed and uh, he's like, well, I don't, mean, I don't know what you mean by that. But we all know all the lawsuits that he's putting in Socorro, you know, all the shenanigans that he uh, has. So, I mean, that was the last time I have ever, ever spoken to him. And as my city rep, I mean, he, to me, he doesn't exist because I never, Go him, my two guy was always Rene. But this is just your typical everyday. I mean, it was getting good, and all of a sudden, you know, we didn't have quorum. The last time when when Ralph was putting in for his uh, lawsuit, and then all of a sudden it was you know a special meeting, and then they they had quorum. I mean, did that occur? You know, like. Money, I mean, baby. I didn't know about it. Didn't know about it, you know. But maybe there were some people that had that interest of a meeting. And uh, one thing that I caught that really caught my attention was uh, that uh, the signature was prepared. She was prepared to to uh, respond, and uh, so it got the 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 mayor off guard. Because the mayor has been in that situation as well, too. Right. And for all those that know me, I'm not a real big supporter of the mayor as well. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, I see in the video that it caught her off guard. You know, that how is it that the city manager knew about this information? So one of the things that I would conclude is that if the city manager wants to be in know of everything, the city manager must also give that leadership to her department heads. Because again, we talked about earlier about the reasons why Mr. Werek, I mean, uh, Mr. Reyes, I'm sorry, Mr. Reyes, why he's getting him because of the bouncing around. And I've had that as well too. Right. I've sat down with city manager. I've sat down with city planner. My conclusion with the city employees up to this day is that they don't have a city manager that leads them or gives them that autonomy to run their departments how they're supposed to be run. So the city manager has to be telling the department heads when to break, when to go to a restroom, then that's not a good leader. 
she needs to trust in her department. So in other words, to be able to do their job and I don't see that. But that her knowing and preparing a speech and getting ready, that just that just kind of creeped me out a little bit because she was she was ready. She was ready to fight. And that is that is something that that kind of scares me, scares me as as a citizen. Right. And and, and Pablo going to and, you. And I get and like I get what Sal's saying is that leadership. I get what Sal's saying, you know, that's Mike yeah, it, it, I've always said it, leadership, leadership, um, micromanaging. I don't know, man. I had, and I'll be honest, and some, if we have any officers uh, that were in the military, I mean, most officers, I, I've had a good experience, but I had a, an officer that was just a micromanager. And the good thing is that I had a staff sergeant that spoke up and because he was able to because of his position. And he's like, why are you micromanaging? Do you not trust these guys? And why did you? Why do you put them in these positions? It's one of those right. things that, yeah, why am I here? You're going to sit here and micromanage me. Then you know what? You come and do my job. You come and sit here. And it does. It gets in being in that seat where you get micromanages. Uh, you get discouraged. You're like, hey, well, why am I here? I need to find something better because right. I, I, I want to, I want to grow, want to lead. At least some people just are happy with the position that they're in. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's like, so, so my question would be like, for instance, that we have it in there right now on the line. Why do I have to go? So it could be an agenda item. So that agenda item can be approved. And then the city manager does it. I mean, do I really need to be telling uh, city council that, you know, we got some some uh, old lots that, that haven't been cleaned out. Like, really, does that have to go into an agenda? Can I just go straight to the city manager and identify, which I have the past years. Years ago, I identified some properties that, hey, can you look into these properties and can we get them cleaned out? Like, send your uh, code enforcer out there. And nothing done. So that's the thing with Socorro is that you know, manager position, there's got to be leadership. There's got to be things done. You cannot, you know, let the city council be totally dictating everything, every single move for you to get your job done. Everybody has a job description. Everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. And then it needs to be done. So why is it that city council always be telling the manager what to do? That's what my problem is. But then again, when they had this special meeting, she was prepared to work and she was prepared to fight. Same as she brought yesterday, I wish would be 365 days out of the year. Not just when something comes up to her attention, you know, and she has to defend her name. You said a lot of things. I'm going to tackle these two first. Um, as far as I did listen to it very well, you understood that the next day she was aware because District uh, 4 notified her. She also said that Ralph called her. So they were already trying to work against her. So therefore, Ms. Villalobos 
she could put upon herself to make her aware of what they were bringing. Because like I said, and I told Mr. Perez when he was saying, well, why was the letter sent to, to uh, the attorney and to, and to um, Mike Medina? The city, the city planner. The city planner, right? And I butted in and I said, hey, well, ask why, why District 4 and not none of us? So they worked their angle to try to ding her. So she, of course she already was it, so she was prepared for it. Um, and then second of all, um, when you put those, so we can clean those lots, we um, cannot use city resources into private property and clean those lots. I never said that. Huh? I never said that. I didn't ever specify for city no, no. to no, 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 no. use it. I'm saying the city. Why don't you tell your staff to come out? And, so I'm just clarifying your statement. I'm cleaning your statement so that you can be aware. So that's what you said, that you gave addresses so that we, the city, came out there and cleaned them. So no. therefore. No, I, I think you said, right? No, I said code enforcement. Code enforcement. Code enforcement could go out there and uh, hide location. Okay, site. Okay. I heard court enforcement. But we can so what we did is that it takes time. It takes a lot of time. We heard a lot of a lot of uh, people complaints about the lots. So what we did is that and if you hear and 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 see I have always why taking so long to change an ordinance. So it took us about 11 months to ordinance where we put $50,000 to go out there and clean these lots. But we go and clean them until the uh, court enforcement goes in sight. There is a long process that the state tells us that we need to do. Just because, and this is what I hate about the city, is that we go out there Monday morning and we cite this individual. We give them a couple of days, say five or seven days or something like that, okay? After those seven days, we go back, we look, you didn't do it, we cite you again, and then you're gonna go to court. Go to court is gonna take you about 30 days to go. If you still didn't, right before that, court enforcement is well aware that court is coming up, they'll go back, take pictures of it. So you are already adding 30 days plus the seven days plus another, you know, five, five days for paperwork in between the, the first initial, to the second, um, if they did it or not, do the, tran the, the transaction of the paperwork, and then it sets for court. So you already at what, um, maybe 39 days, 39, 40, 42 days, 43 days. So when you go to court, court allows them a certain period of time. So then you're dragging that citation for more than 50 to 60 days. And that is something that is my biggest pet peeve because for all that time, nothing has been cleaned. And it, and it, and people make the assumption that we, the city don't do anything. And in fact, we are, but unfortunately the state tells us, this is what you have to do first 
before you can cite these people, you have to give them the opportunity and so forth. And that is the, the, the downfall of why Socorro is the way it is. People know and understand that and they're not gonna be cleaning their homes. And that's the sad thing about it. We have, we have to cut the time. One, we have to cut the time. We have to set higher fines. We do have to. One of the things that I was looking at is also is uh, we can put a, uh, a lien on their property and that's what we're doing. So we did change the ordinance to say, when we're able to go in there, clean their, their properties, then we're gonna um, uh, find them and then set a lien on it. But the thing to it is that it's only a lien for 10, 10 years. You could reapply for it at an additional 10 years, but if they never sell their property, we'll never get our money back. So it's something that maybe people are not gonna do anything about it and just, ah, oh, we'll let the city clean my lot and just keep it that way. But there are things that we say, if you owe money to the city, then we probably um, force you to do a sale on it. And that's the, the, the next step that I was trying to do. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, the process is so um, And it looks like that court enforcement is not. Now, we have a high turnover rate in court enforcement. Um, and then with the coronavirus, is, it's just horrible. Um, just like public works right now, we're, we're in the skeleton crew. Um, a bunch of our, our people are out. Um, so it's a time where we're hurting. But it's no excuse. It's, it's, it's not an excuse. It's just that um, Mr. Medina is taking forever to come out and do ordinance changes. Medina got on board. I, I showed him what to do took a video and I explained on that video what I need to uh, it and it still took over two years to do. So there's some issues. There are some issues um, with that department and um, and um, I'm going to happen, but it's just that the ordinances are antiquated and we have to change them. But I hear you. I, hear you. Uh, um, I think that um, that we have to voice our concerns um, and, um, and and get something done about that. You know, hopefully we already did whatever we had to do. We set money aside for it and, and we'll run with that. I mean, all I'm just saying is, I mean, it's really, it takes two years to get the ball going in this case. I mean, that's the, that's the mentality that Socorro has, you know, that, I mean, we need to start being more proactive and start making uh, changes, and and it just it just feels that city council approves approves approves, but then I'm going to see anything two or three years from now, and that that's to me that's just unfortunate. I mean, we're we're very stagnated as a city, and and just we're we're just moving very slow in in that direction. I mean. I've been here since I was kinder and old Socorro, which is all your moon roads and all the area in district one. I mean, it has not changed a bit. It has not changed at all. We want to talk about paved roads. Okay. I'll give you that, but there's no sidewalks. There's so now as an adult, uh, yeah, I live here in the Valles uh, where we have paved roads and we have sidewalks and, and we got parks and we got all that stuff. That's it, but also Coro, 
that's what it is. It's also Cotter got left behind. So, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, uh, new elected officials are coming in. They're listening. Mr. Nevarez uh, is a big part of this one. You know, uh, I would like to start seeing some activity uh, happening, but it shouldn't be activity because the citizen brings it up. It should be activity because the city is directing and, or giving that liberty to their departments to start doing things. And that's what I'm trying to get at, that, you know, do they even have that freedom? And if they do, then maybe they're not being held accountable. And if, uh, if they don't, then maybe they, she needs to let them loose a little so they could start uh, doing some of these projects and, and making uh, Socorro uh, uh, a viable place to, to be at. And again, I just shared my testimony and it resonates with what Mr. Reyes said last, last, last week. And uh, so there's a lot of us that, that have the same sentiment that, you know, things in Socorro never change or they're the same. But, uh, you know, we could look at, at North Loop, we could look at Alameda and uh, residents that I've talked to, they think that Socorro pitched the money for that. And it's not, it's tech dollars, you know, Horizon. So when, once they start knowing the truth that it wasn't really Socorro that ditched it out, then they start asking our money and where is it going? Those are the things that, that, uh, that we as citizens that have those questions that where is the money going? So we see little projects here and there, but man, it's, and when we compare Socorro to Horizon, I mean, we're left in the dust, and that's well, what I'm trying to get at. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interject if it's okay, because it goes back to the thing that I've been saying all the time, Mr. Savoy. This is what I want you to keep in mind. Oh man, Horizon. Well, you know what? All people in Socorro is at fault. All of you are in fault. I'm not you in specific, but I'm saying all in Socorro are at fault. Do you want to know why? You should be asking me that question. Mr. Rodriguez, why do you say that? That's a question you should be asking me. Why do I say that? That all of you guys in Socorro are at fault. Well, we at fault. It's a way to ask me, because that's the question that I'm posing. Why? I'm going to explain to you why. Do you know that we're 32,000 plus residents? Out yes. of the 32,000 plus residents, only 16,484 are eligible to vote? You know that? No. Do you also know that only, only when it's presidential election, only about over a little 7,000 people come out to vote? That's not even half. That's not even half of the registered voters that come out and vote. And then that's why you have you have um, uh, elected officials who don't know anything about nothing. They don't know about budgeting. They don't know about projects. They don't know anything whatsoever. Okay. And you want to talk about, you know, why Horizon is so advanced? It's you know why? Because they choose people like, like, uh, um, I, I like to call him as my, uh, my, uh, my, uh, my nemesis and my nemesis. Yes. <laughs> and that's Walter Miller. Walter Miller was a rep 
became the mayor, and then also became a district rep again. You know why? Because they choose people who have shown them that progress has been made. That's why. That's why. Because they keep the institutional knowledge here in the city. That's why they progress. Not because they, they all of a sudden they have all this money. It's because of the institutional knowledge that they keep. And they keep them and elect them and they alternate. That's why. Because they have people like him who understands the MPO, understands budget, understands projects, understands infrastructure. He understands all of that. When I came in, I understood that. I saw, when I sat in the MPO, I saw what he did. But people don't realize that we injected over $60 million worth of projects from 2013 to 2020. Nobody hears that, right? No. Because people aren't aware, because people don't have the time. It's not that they're dumb. It's that they don't have the time. Why? Because most residents here in Socorro have two jobs, even three sometimes. Even their spouses have to work to help. In the, because we, we need that, you know? That's why. It's not because we're dumb. It's just that they don't have the time to look at the news. They don't have all that information on hand. You know, look at what I... And I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound messed up but you know what i brought i brought infrastructure i brought over 145 streets paved i've brought over two and a half million dollars of sidewalks in my tenure i also brought and i saved the city almost a million dollars because i have 1.5 million dollars old uh, uh tanks people no, are, tanks. that's a 10 million no, tanks that's a $10 million project. And that's what I was trying to say is that people don't know. We have I already said this. We have a $10 million budget. How can we do a, a $12 million project? How could you? The MPO, we have to do our portion. We had to allocate 1.5 for right-of-way. Okay? People don't understand. We have to piecemeal this. That's why we go out for COs. Yes, I took out $10 million of COs. But you know what? We got sued. We had to do something about that. We had the onion field excavated. It cost us uh, about somewhere around $600,000 to buy that. And then what did we have to do? We had to fix it. We had to excavate it. It cost us another $3 million on that. It was part of your $10 million. Then we had a new machinery to clean trees. We had a new cop cars. We had to uh, put portions for Owego portions, 80% of the state rolls to school. You know, people don't see all of that. That's why if we want to progress, we have to get in debt. We really, you know, people, oh my God, we're in debt by, you know, uh, 30 million. It's not 30, it's $29 million. But, but uh, you know, look at the debt ratio, go look at El Paso. El Paso's over a billion dollars in debt, yeah. you know? And, and that's what I'm trying to say is that we do a lot. We do a lot, but people are very uninformed because they don't hear the news. They don't have time to hear the news. And the thing about it is that all of this intellectual knowledge is gone. It's gone. And, and that's what's you know? happening now. That's you know what that I had to fight tooth and nail to get project done? No, and I, get, and, and I get it. Like I, I, and I think... 
But and we've said it before, there has to be continuity. There has to be, you know, in the military, I think so. I think maybe we can resonate with this is that there's constant change command. It's like, okay, well, this CEO wants to do this now. And it's like, damn, six months later, we get a new one. When the hell are we going to have consistency here? And I and I can see that. And I, I think that's always been an issue with with the cores that we're not, we haven't been consistent in keeping our, but I think there's a, a two part to this. We haven't been consistent in keeping the, the people that have been good in office. That's one. Two, the people, and I say the majority because it has been the majority. There's always bad politics. There's always been some stuff going on here in the, in the, in the city politics, right? So what happens with that? create that consistency because they're over here you know getting involved in this getting involved in that so guess what oh nobody was gonna re- nobody's gonna elect them or they have to remove that office so it it makes that very difficult to have that consistency in office but i mean i i, I and i agree with you sal but i also agree with with renee like we we, we do in, in that government we need to have that consistency if we don't have that consistency how are we going to grow and and I think a lot of people, yes, I do see people that have two jobs or both parents have to worry. And see this, they shouldn't have to worry about city politics. They are entrusting the local politicians to take charge. And I guess this is where you're getting at when you talk about the city manager, where our local politicians and our local um, government employees, it's on them to make they keep the city running efficiently and making it progress in the right direction it, it does it comes down to leadership and i and i think alex knows that i'm a big firm believer in leadership and i harp on that mr segway a question for you sir you know how many times how many times have you heard um so it's 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 he's a good guy mm. You know, and we want to turn a blind eye. You know, that's how we elect. That's how we elect our representative in Socorro for a long time. It's like this. It's like, how can you entrust a candidate who's being pretty, who who sued the city or or, or and, and sued the city and cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars? And then on the other side, you have another candidate who who's being pushed by, by somebody who went to prison, not jail, prison. And we forgot and we turned on. You see, that's what I'm trying to get at, is that, you know, we, we, we and, and you know what? <clears throat> it, it, it's, it's, it's sad that our children are gonna pass because we're just pushing it forward and forward. We, Mr. Cebolla, um, we're better than that. We should be better. If we, if we try to, you know, I've always said this, and behind closed doors said this. I'm tired of hearing that, oh, Horizon has this, Horizon has that. Why can't we be like Socorro? You know what I say to those behind closed And that's the clean version. I say the hell with them. I don't want to be like I don't want to be like them. I want to be better than them. Why can't we have nicer things than them? 
because we're we're electing people who do good things and and then uh, we have a turnaround rate. And that's why the institutional knowledge will always disappear. I mean, my God, you know, think about all of the stuff done, but people don't see it. You know, people forget that we, we, we are 22 square miles. How many streets are there? So when I tell you that I'm proud to say I did 145 streets, I did over two and a half million dollars of, of sidewalks. That is nothing. Nothing. It, it's a it's a it's a drop in a bucket because we have 22.4 square miles of land. What streets are we talking about compared to 145? We're talking over 2,000 streets. Of course, you're not going to see them. Especially, you know, I'm sure that if we were going to do a street, every district was going to have streets paved at the same time. It's not about just doing District 1 or District 2 or District 3 this time. No. Parejitos. All of them at the same time. So that each district had a portion. That is the correct way to do it. But unfortunately, if you only do one street in, in your subdivision, are you going to really see that change? No, you're not, Mr. Segoya. Or am I wrong? No. Seen it in my parents because there's two roads that are getting cleaned up over there. In well, yeah. But, but you see... Because it's in your parents' house. But if you didn't go to that street, you wouldn't know, correct? Right. So the mentality is, no hace nada. We don't so, do anything. And that's, saw, and that's the thing. I want to interject a couple of things that you've already addressed. Because I, I, I've had many conversations with you. And uh, I, I know where Socorro uh, heads to and what you for Socorro. I mean, I would actually thank Alex and, and Pablo for this post. This is only the only media that we have in Socorro. So when we're talking about media, Channel 7, 9, 14, 4, 26, don't come out here and, and interview you on all the things you do. They come and they interview you of all the bad stuff that's going on. And the fact that you've been in camera talking about, you know, whether it was the mayor or whether it was whatever, you put your face out there for, for Socorro. That is the only time that Socorro will get to see you, you know, speaking about everything that you've done. I myself, I know that. I know your story. I know what you're all about because you have had conversations with me. But if you tell my wife, she doesn't even know you. She doesn't even know who you are. She doesn't even know what you've done. Why? Because she's not involved in politics. So for, for example, in Alex Garcia, a Pablo, myself, a Miriam Cruz, those folks, maybe only five, not even 10 people that log into city council. Yeah. And, and, and it's not that they're uneducated. It's just that there's no interest in so-called politics because it's been running the way we've been running for a long time. Yes, we did have, I, I, I give credit uh, to Mayor Ruiz and yourself when you first came in or you're in the podcast, you weren't on it. I said, but I gave you guys credit in the sense that, man, we saw Socorro making that turn. And, and I took that liberty to say, because I've been here all this time. I, I know the Gandaras. I know the Gandaras personally. I was cool with them from elementary to high school. I, I know them. 
But where I'm getting at is that there's only a few of us that could share your story. Because when I started advocating for your reelection and for Ruiz's, I actually started talking to family members. I started talking to the church. I started talking to people and all of them, they were like, ¿Quién es ese René? They don't know who you are. And that's the problem is that I'm hoping that what Alex and Pablo started here picks up, picks up because in matter of fact, that's the uh, Reyes. That's what he said last week. I heard the podcast and that's why I wanted to come on because there were some things said. And, and so then now I'm seeing that the message is being out there. It's getting out there. Honestly, I mean, the only reason why I got involved was because I saw things that weren't happening. If it wasn't for that, I would care. I would be, you know, I would have never met you, ne had never known what you did at Nuevo Hueco Tanks. So yeah, I give you credit for a lot of stuff that you've done. And I, I have not said anything negative going your direction. All I'm just saying is that, you know, uh, man, we're going we're gonna to be hurting. So Cotto's going to be hurting when you're and, and, and if you would have been reelected with Ruiz, man, we would have, we, we, then I would give you credit that we will be better than her. <laughs> but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that, that we need podcasts like this to send the message out there to the listeners and to, to give you guys a platform. In, in order for you guys to discuss what you guys have done for Congress. Imagine if Perez doesn't get reelected the, the chance. Oh my guys, God. Guys, we're hurting, bro. We're oh, gonna be hurting. We are. I think that right but, So, you know what, uh, guys, and, and it is what it is. And you know, it's it's been tough, it has. And, and this is a start to where we wanna go. Uh, this is a start where we wanna make sure that if, if you're see so abuela, your grandma, anybody wants to hear this, I hope you sit next to her and tell her this is what we're talking about uh, because it's very important that we do this because it's something that 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 came up from a necessity. And, and those are things that I find that not everybody talks about, not everybody says it, and we have to say it because then people don't know. Okay, so with that, I want to thank everybody that's here and appreciate the conversation. And we should have more like this because that's the way we grow. Uh, a couple more topics right now that I wanted to. Huh? Before, before I do something for, for Mr. Barrera and, uh, and for you, Mr. Garcia, and your list, I want to thank Mr. Segoya because Bissell was very instrumental the ordinances because he was always on me cleaning the lots. That's why we allocated $50,000 to initiate that program. It took forever. Sal, uh, uh, if I may, with your first name. Is, mm -hmm. But I, 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 wanna, I want you guys to know your audience is that residents and constituents like Sal who care about Socorro, uh, we need more of them. We need more outspoken people like them because he was very instrumental in us changing an ordinance because of him giving me pressure and letting me know and, and, and hey, look at these and stuff like that. We changed an ordinance for, for not just for him, but for the city. But he was very instrumental because he was always on me 
to do something about it. I know it took forever, Tal, but I just wanted your listeners to know and give you props that you are one of my star uh, complainers uh, <laughs> that, that really, really care. And I just wanted to give you props because that that ordinance was was uh, was pushed by you. Um, and I, I do give credit where credit is and well deserved. And and that's all I have to say is that I'm uh, I'm glad to have worked for you and for you. Good, good. Thank and, you. And yeah. I just last thing, you know, those people that are out there listening, you, you know, Renee, you bring a good point. Be involved like Sal. Get involved like Sal. Um, you know, tweet us, email us, meaning Alex and me, so that you can come on here on this podcast or your voice can be heard, you know, it's the platform for, you know, our community members here in the Valley to, to come and speak their voices, their concerns, you know, whatever they may have. And this is something maybe, you know, we can even forward it to, to the council members that are going to be coming into office and, and kind of continue this path of, of trying to make Socorro and grow Socorro right direction. And, and go from there. And, and I know we got to go to our next uh, segment. Well, it's Alex, a- so I'll hand it back off to you. Appreciate, appreciate it, guys. The show got away from me, but that's okay. We have very strong individuals here who who have a point. I want to say it to you. Uh, this is the kind of people you want in the city of Socorro, would want in the city council, where they're putting people first. And above all, we're going to miss Mr. Rodriguez. Uh, he's not going to go anywhere. We're going to try to keep him around for a little bit. Make sure he he's here. Uh, I keep in constant contact with Mr. Uh, Ch- Sal. Sorry. Uh, I keep in constant contact with Sal, with Pablo. We always keep each other in check. And those are things that I like that help you grow as a person. And, and especially in Socorro, there's a lot of talent here to help you grow as a leader. Now, I'm switching to the early voting and, and uh, these numbers are very, I don't think they're great. There's only 491 votes onto Mr. Ines point that most people in Socorro do not vote. And, and the people that vote are primos, primas, tios, tias, uh, grandfathers, all that good stuff that only vote for certain people. Now, this is not good for the people that, that were leading in the runoff election because in the presidential election, uh, there was over 7,000 votes and now that's not happening. So keep an eye out for that. Saturday night, we will have a new mayor, a new at large, and maybe a new district four. Now, our last topic before we go, I know uh, we should have we should have done it more and we'll try to keep it to a minimum is uh, Ralph Duran during this uh, yesterday say that all allegations have to come to city council. Now, Mr. Rodriguez, you made a point. If you made an allegation of somebody who lives in Riverside but is on city council, how does that work? So how how can somebody like uh, Mr. Duran say any allegation that comes to the, to the city council has to be addressed? That's a waste of time. That's a waste of, of, of even uh, space because... There's no facts behind it. They're just allegations. And on top of that, they're anonymous allegations. Me and you, Pablo and Sal can allegate. We can say there's allegations of of, of voter fraud here in Socorro and they stole 7,000 votes and they only have 400. 
how can somebody who's in city council say allegation must be brought to city council? <laughs> You're going to put me in a spot. Um, look, just touch on it, make it short and simple. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, Alex, that I've heard. We know that we live in Socorro. Tios, primos, vecinos, um, they all talk, right? Of course, you know, they all talk. And you hear whispers in the wind that carry up to my ears. Um, I know people in the city. People say that the mayor um, uh, left her home, lives with her boyfriend over there in, in Riverside. Um, I've also heard that they've already bought a home, that they're waiting to move in. Um, I also heard that that she... Um, that she got uh, uh, thrown out of the space that she was renting um, uh, in downtown office uh, because she stole stuff. Um, those are allegations. Those are allegations. Why would I want to bring something up? You know, if it's hearsay, I don't have proof. I don't. I don't want to. But you know, uh, Mr. Duran said, you know, all allegations have to have to uh, be brought up. You know, if we can prove that she does Riverside then shouldn't be sitting there because charter states that if you no longer live in the district, it's an automatic uh, disqualification and you're, you're not able to uh, be seated there. Um, those are allegations, you know. Um, is it true? I don't know. But I mean, what, what, what Mr. Duran is saying is that if I come up with that, then we need to investigate it and spend uh, time, money, city resources on that. I don't think, Mr. Sayoya, uh, you would appreciate that. Um, I, I know that in times where we where we are mayor because she did an abused um, uh, city funds for her uh, personal uh, criminal defense. Um, you can't do that. Um, those are allegations that were proven because we had documentation to back that up. But do you really want to do an investigation out of hearsay? Right. And, and that's what I'm getting at. We can't be living in hearsay. We can't be living in anonymous emails. We can't be living in, this was left in my, in my front porch. Your hood. In your hood. What else have we heard? Uh, it flew pepper airplane. You know, it got stuck in my mailbox. No, no, then con sus cosas. Write your name to it. Write your name to it. Yeah. All right. Those are things that, that we have to, we have to do. Uh, Pablo, anything else? on this matter no no i mean it pretty much they talked about it so it's just yeah. it's one of those things that just goes back to it just gets discouraging sal senor tell me what do you think the last thing on my uh, yeah my point of view will just be i know that there was a lot of uh the word uh transparent transparency being used uh yesterday I mean, if that's going to be the case, then, then all right, let's be transparent. But that means be transparent on everything. Right now, Mr. Uh, Rodriguez did mention that in the, the agenda, there's always three items, which are the last items in case that they need to go to uh, executive. And, and they're there just in case if, if on that specific, you know, it occurs need to there, it, it, that's what it's for. Remove those three things and then make everything transparent. Right. Let us know then. You want to be transparent? Let us know what happened with the mayor's uh, findings then, because I would like to know. Let well, us know then well, why they, why is it public. why is it that Ralph is seen? You know, yeah. Like let us know. You well, know why why is Ralph third third lawsuit? 
Yeah, yeah, get it. Yeah, we have to go. It's public. Yeah, but we have to do own records. We got to do this, that. But put it in the video then. You know, if, you're, if you want to talk about transparency, then let's be transparent. Let me tell you something. I asked for the lawsuits for Ralph Duran. And I had, they, they oh, have yeah. to ask uh, Ken Paxton. See if he lets me get it. I got a letter. They have to have an uh, uh, opinion from Ken Paxton. Okay, can you believe that? This is this is nonsense, but it is what it is. So what it says. It is what it is, guys. All right. Uh, time for our Lower Valley shout-outs. This is uh, all the information we get from Twitter, from our Lower Valley schools. So hang on. Um, we'd like to like, thank Mr. Sal Chagoya and Mr. René Rodriguez. You guys are more than welcome to stay. For one last segment, uh, Socorro Lady Bulldogs beat Coronado 28-25. Andrea Estrada uh, had 10 points. Leslie Heredida had six. Uh, good job at Socorro High School. Uh, Lady Coyotes from Tornillo beat Emmanuel Baptist, leading scorers. Dalemi Elias, Tabitha Hicks. Uh, the Cross Country Coach Association. Um, has named Brian Sanchez, Edwin Gomez, Christopher Moreno, part of all state cross country team at Sanelli. Good job. Uh, Torneo cross country runners, Angel Torres, Daniel Romero, all state in class 3A as well for cross country. Torneo cross country runner, Kayleen Elias, class 3A cross country. Former Socorro guard at Matt Benia 3, Let McMurray uh, basketball with 18 points. Well, former Eldorado. Oh, that's not. He's not from here. Uh, I want to ask before I forget. Monday. The Socorro basketball girls team was ranked 16. Yes. Six A division. Yeah. Uh, so big kudos to them by the coaches uh, associated. Yes. So that 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 was impressive. Very, bro. I am super pumped about that. Uh, Delian Sanchez uh, has officially committed to Mexico State. Uh, for to run, he's out of Sanelli. Uh, also, please support <laughs> school and choir programs with a fundraiser with Abby Candles. All orders made will be shipped directly to you in time for the holidays. Visit abbycandles.com at checkout. Use code 66058-66058. Okay, thank you. So, Coral Girls Hoops, here we go, Pablo, rank 16th. In class five, six, eight by the Texas Girls Coaches Association. Sal, we need to bring up the subject we talked about yesterday about Socorro Sports. Uh, we'll bring uh -huh. later. That was very good. Uh, Tornillo boys beat up on Monahan's basketball 75 39. These scores were for the Lobos. We don't care about the Lobos, we care about the Tornillo. Uh, Coyotes, uh, Jesus to flight at 24 points. Uh, Sanelli uh, lost by four to Pebble Hills. Uh, Sanelli's leading scorers were Daniel Perez, 18 points. Jay Hernandez, 13. Nehemia Huraco, 11 points. Uh, so uh, Sanelli Independent School District librarians and Mrs. Garcia invite you to our district, uh, their district virtual family night. Join us for stories and video games. Uh, don't miss an opportunity for create community service hours. That's something different. And that didn't print out because I ran out of ink. I want to thank Mr. Rodriguez, Mr. Salchinoya. I hope I said that right. Probably I didn't. 
Mr. Pablo Barrera. Uh, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you guys being here. It was a great conversation. Uh, we can, you guys are invited anytime to come back. We need to make sure that uh, any meeting that comes up, we need to talk about it. Anything that comes up in the Valley, we need to talk about it and make sure we keep these guys accountable. And like Mr. Chagoya said, when you go vote, take a quarter with you and flip a coin because estamos jodidos for a year. And we hope that Mr. Uh, these guys stay in office, the ones that actually do help and, and see what happens. And, and we just uh, take that uh, for what it is, okay? Pablo, any, uh, Mr. Sal, sorry, Mr. Sal, any last words? Just want to thank you guys, Alex, Pablo, for uh, uh, inviting me to the platform. And just anybody that's out there listening, uh, please share this uh, platform with your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, anybody that lives in the, in the area. Uh, let's give uh, some, some uh, speed to this because this is the only news that we have in the Valley and can give us that, that information, that insight of what's going on. Uh, here in the valley, in the Bajo Valley. In the Bajo Valley. Thank you, sir. Pablo. Uh, I'll let Rene go. Rene. <laughs> Did it look like I was in? Uh, no, I just want to say Yo, thank you once again. No, no. Uh, Mr. Segoy, thank you very much for for being there for me and 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 pushing me. And and you were the driving force. Uh, Mr. Pablo, Uh Alejandro, I will say this is that keep a good job, you know, keep doing the job. Um, people, this, this, this type of avenue to hear what is going on um, and uh, we'll do work. You know, uh, hopefully we'll get to a place in Socorro where <clears throat> we'll expect more than 700 people come out of vote when it's not a, a non-presidential election. We get the type of representation that that we got before, um, you know, I it's, it's very very hard to to uh, very hard pill to swallow uh, because uh, we don't want to revert back to old ways of Socorro. You know, we want to keep good uh, representatives in place so that uh, they can keep the, moving the city forward. Um, we don't want to revert back. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Pablo. Um, gentlemen, it was great having you on. We look forward to having you guys on. And again, that's out there listening. Share this platform, like Sal said. Um, you know, we try to keep you guys informed to the best of our best of our ability. We try much truth to it uh, as we can. And if we need us, you know, if we stand corrected, we'll. We will say, hey, you know what? We messed up just like Alex did earlier. Hey, you know what? The number's wrong. We're off. Hey, we, we corrected it just so that you guys have that accurate information because that's what we try to do is get you the most accurate and up-to-date information. Um, and this this is for this is for the community. Uh, whether we know you or not, um, you know, it's for you guys. It's for our kids, the future of our kids, uh, your grandkids. And especially when the numbers have gone down, or, you know, we're, we've been in the hundreds, not in the thousands anymore. Um, hopefully that stays, even though people got together for Thanksgiving and it's a tough time, but uh, hopefully these numbers continue to drop. 
and enjoy your holidays. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Uh, don't drink and drive. You know, there's always those Ubers. There's always those. I know sometimes they'll put it out in the past years. Uh, if you're going to drink, there's those, uh, what is it, free taxes that they have that you can take so that, you know, you don't put yourself at risk or anybody else. Um, enjoy the holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, I know it passed, but uh, Christmas time, New Year's, look forward to, you know, enjoy this time. Did you freeze? No? No? Okay. Thank you, Pablo. I uh, want to take this time right now to uh, give a big uh, prayer shout out to uh, uh, Mia del Pod, uh, Georgina Perez, uh, the Texas Tribune, Texas Tribune, Texas Tribune just uh, said, uh, just uh, had a story on Georgina um, that uh, she uh, has COVID. And, and um, as Georgina is one of our friends, uh, she's always on the pod. She, um, she, she's, uh, she was sick. So we hope that she gets better. Uh, prayers to her. Um, I know it's, it's, it's very difficult right now for a lot of people. And I hope that, um, that uh, she gets better. So uh, also to teachers, Region 19 educators, the percentage today is 24.69% of hospitalizations, which means we're only 4.6% from going back to work for teachers and educators. So it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And like always, guys, uh, like Rachel Maddow says, don't, uh, what do you say? Don't, uh, don't listen to what they say, but watch what they do. All right? All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Sorry for another long podcast, but everybody talks around here. Take care. Bye-bye.